Hello and welcome again to another featured article about spiritual care and its role in restoration and recovery from childhood sexual abuse. This featured article is entitled Spiritual Care, an Equal Partner in Healing, Restoration, and Recover. This article is going to bring more into focus for the reader and listener and a closer look at spiritual care and its role as an equal partner in healing professions for those abused in childhood. In the helping professions, which are educated and trained to help people of all ages to be healed and restored back to wellness, the one area that is almost 100% of the time left out and off the team of helping broken and abused children, teens, and adults is spiritual care ministry for the spirit. Spiritual care, what exactly is it? Who can do it? What kind of training does one need to have? Can anyone provide it? Can all face provide it? What use is it? Where does it fit in with the other helping professions? Why has it been left out as an equal partner in helping people who have been abused as a child? These are valid and important questions to ask and more important to answer. In the latest article in a special magazine devoted to mental health entitled Mental Health, A New Understanding, this magazine is an updated reissue of Time's special edition about many wonderful helping professions, treatments, procedures, and therapies for mental health issues. But the role of spiritual care as a full professional equal was not fully talked about in the article. Even the illness and disease of mental health problems was not even looked at from the viewpoint of a whole person with an illness, a disease that includes the spirit. In the world of mental health and its worldwide understanding, spiritual care to the spirit was not considered nor discussed in any great detail. To the worldview of mental health illness and disease, this is mainly a biological issue, illness, disease, disorder that affects the biological brain, which affects one's soul, self, emotions, feelings, decisions, viewpoints, character, memory, and other areas affected by this biological brain disease, illness. Even in this wonderful and well-respected magazine, Spiritual Care, and its role in the helping professions with those who have been affected by the trauma of childhood abuse is left out almost entirely and placed on the sidelines of helping, even if it is allowed in the game at all. There's probably many very good reasons for this, and most of them are probably correct. But spiritual care is now beginning to speak out about itself and the realm of its work and that it is to be added to the entire team of helping professions in this fight and battle of mental illness and disorders against humanity. Spiritual care seems to be accepted as a helping profession in the field of substance abuse, 
and other addictions through the 12 Steps Recovery Support Programs. Through the many years of applying the 12 Steps of AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, to other areas of substance abuse and addictions, the value of a higher power and one surrender to it to help solve and restore a person has been accepted. Yet, in the area of a mental health disease, illness, childhood trauma, sexual assault trauma, human trafficking, and domestic violence, and many other areas of abuse and trauma, spiritual care is not in the minds of the helping professions as an equal partner to help diagnose, treat, and bring healing, education, wellness, recovery, and health to individuals and families. Has spiritual care always been left out as an equal partner to bring healing and wellness to a human? Was spiritual care ever considered an equal partner alongside the other professions in healing the human from these attacks, vexations, disorders by something that really can't be seen or understood? Where in history can we look back to that could shine some light on this subject of history, of the role of spiritual care to a human spirit. Throughout many, many years of human civilization, a higher power, a great spirit, a God of creation, has been a part of humanity's life here on earth, in every area of a human's life, even in illness, sickness, and the diseases that have affected humanity since the dawning of time of humanity on the earth. Far back into humanity's history of civilization, ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome, spiritual care, the belief that there was even a higher power and its interaction with humanity and the role of the higher power in the lives of humanity was always believed in, accepted, and considered to be the source of healing and wellness, protection, and support of humanity. Then from this deep belief of the role of a higher power in the lives of humanity, this belief included that there were unseen other beings that were evil, demonic, and they were the cause of many of the sicknesses and illnesses of humanity. Ancient civilizations believed in the spiritual realm and its effects on humanity. Spiritual care was considered mainstream and even provided the doctors called priests who were educated and learned in this realm of healing, had spiritual connection with the higher power and would be considered the one to go to for help with these illnesses and diseases. Oh, there were physicians of the biological body as well and yet they were partners together in this battle against the enemies of the health and wellness of humanity. There is a wonderful old movie entitled The Egyptian. It is about an ancient Egyptian physician who lived during the time of the pharaoh Amenhotep VI, which became Akhenaten. It can be seen on YouTube. It takes one through the life of a physician in ancient Egypt and his entwined life with the pharaoh Amenhotep, and then Akhenaten. It is a good place to begin to see the role of a higher power in the life of people and how this concept began in humanity and goes on to even the days of Moses of the Hebrew Bible and beyond. 
It is very important to have an understanding of spirituality and its place in the lives of a nation, of one's health and of well-being, and the purpose of the role of a higher power in an individual's life on earth. This brief history lesson will begin to help all to understand just a little bit more of the role of spiritual care as a vital part of a human's life in all areas of that life, even in the health and wellness of it. The Pharaoh Amenhotep VI of the 18th dynasty of ancient Egypt is noted in history as the Pharaoh for abandoning the traditional Egyptian polytheism. Belief in many gods, including gods for every family, city and tribe, as well as every aspect of life, every good thing or bad thing, or life and even death itself. The Pharaoh Amenhotep VI was ruler of Egypt for about five years, during which time he followed the policies of his father and the religious traditions of Egypt. But in his fifth year, he underwent a dramatic religious transformation that caused him to change his life and the nation. The Pharaoh Amenhotep VI's religious transformation was so powerful, Amenhotep changed his name from Amenhotep VI to Akhenaten, and the object of his religious spiritual devotion from the cult following of polygods with the center of those deities was Amun, the ancient god of the sun and the air, a very important god of ancient Egypt to another, Aten. The god Amun was usually depicted as a bearded man wearing a headdress with a double plume or as a ram-headed man or simply a ram symbolizing fertility. In his role as Amun-Mah, his name means the hidden one, invisible, mysterious form. He was considered Lord, owner of all who encompassed every aspect of creation. Amenhotep VI became Akhenaten. Amenhotep VI seemed to have a spiritual awakening, a vision, a deep spiritual belief that because his life in its deep spiritual belief that caused his life in its spiritual life to change, a powerful spiritual event, a discovery, a spiritual revelation happened to Amenhotep VI to cause him to abandon his birth name and the ancient system of religion and spirituality of his nation. Amenhotep VI went from belief in polygods to a belief in just one God. From this spiritual awakening to their just being one God of all, Amenhotep VI had a new birth and gave himself a new name to go with that birth, Akhenaten. Then Pharaoh Akhenaten abolished the old ancient traditional religious system of Egypt and their religious rites, its priests and healers, its center of worship, and instituted the first known monotheistic state religion in the known world. The sun god, the Aten, was not new to the Pharaoh of Egypt or the ancient Egyptians. He was simply just another god with a following a cult, a group of disciples. 
students, worshippers, believers of a god of Egypt to worship and serve. A cult of ancient Egypt carried the same meaning as a community of believers today, designated by different Christian or faith denominations, religious sects or groups. Cults of faithful believers are not anything new, and a follower can be following not only a god, but a belief system, a governmental system, a philosophy of views, cultural and family traditions, race and gender beliefs, family traditions, or just following a group of people called a gang. Yet, in ancient Egypt, all the known gods represented the same end, eternal harmony and balance. Amenhotep VI's spiritual conversion to just one god affected all of Egypt. He moved the capital from the traditional palace at Thebes to a new city he would build called Akhenaten after himself. He continued to enforce new religious reforms. These reforms were ancient humanity's expression of monotheism, the belief in only one God of all the world. A spiritual belief system of monotheism was foreign and alien to the ancient Egyptians, for it said there was no longer many polygods to believe in, but just one. This went against every tradition, against all the systems of control of the people, and against the way of the fathers. All the pharaohs before Amenhotep VI, the nation's leader of his people, identified themselves as a servant of the gods, and usually identified with a certain god, mostly after the god Horus, but before Akhenaten, no pharaoh had claimed himself an actual God incarnate, God within man. This spiritual belief caused Akhenaten to withdraw from his national duties as a diplomat and warrior king against the nations. Akhenaten ignored things outside of Egypt. Don't get tired of history, for it is valuable for the formation and inclusion of spiritual care as a viable profession that needs to be included as a team member with a seat at every table that helps people from the effects and damage from childhood abuse or any other trauma that brought the entire three-part system into sickness, disease, illnesses, post-traumatic disorders, anxiety, suicide, addictions, and substance abuse, and then produce crimes against others and other things. Akhenaten's new spiritual beliefs consisted of that Aten's image was an all-powerful sun, an all-loving deity, supreme creator and sustainer of the universe. Akhenaten seemed to be the first in humanity's records of civilization to envision a single supreme deity who cared for the individual lives and fates of human beings. Akhenaten's elevation of the Aten, the sun, the one god of all, to supremacy. This one concept changed not only that ancient nation of Egypt and its history, but the entire course of humanity itself and the civilizations to come. Aten was seen as the sun with its rays shining down on humanity and touching them all. Aten, the one true God who presided over all 
and infused all living things with his rays of life, touching and caressing all on earth. Coming forward now in time to another ancient civilization, ancient Greece. The Greek philosopher Xenophanus from 570 to 478 BCE would also later experience a similar vision, spiritual awakening, rediscovery as did the Pharaoh Amenhotep had had. That the many gods of the Greek city-states were vanity, fruitless, empty, hollow imaginations. And there was only one true God. And though he shared this vision through his poetry, he never established the belief as a revolutionary new way of understanding oneself and the universe. Now we look at some ancient views about mental health and its causes and remedies. Humanity's greatest thinkers and philosophers desire themselves to find the elusive answers to the hidden world of illnesses and diseases. Back in time, we travel to a man named Hippocrates. He believed that man's awareness and who he was, his identity, were housed, centered in the brain. But he had no factual knowledge of this, so he had to conclude that it really was just the fluids of the body called humors that were the area of the problems of humanity. Hippocrates believed that one's mind was governed by the four humors or fluids of a body. The four fluids were the blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm. It was Hippocrates' viewpoint that one's character or temperament was linked to the particular mix of one's four humors in their body. Also, there was still one more connection link that had to be considered. How the four humors, the fluids, lined up with the four elements that governed astrology, which were air, fire, earth, and water. If everything lined up in harmony, one's mind would be quiet and peaceful. If there was any misalignments, the person's mind may have some areas of disturbed thinking and not be able to focus on daily tasks. So at this point in time, the leading healing authorities believed the mind had moods and they were looking for the answers, for the reasons. Aristotle believed it was the heart of man that housed man's intelligence, his emotions and conscience. To Aristotle, because you could feel and hear the heart beating, it just had to be the center of everything. But when someone died, it stopped. But the brain was not so important to Aristotle as the heart was. Then moving forward again in time, coming into the medieval times, the times of the dark ages of western civilization, an ancient belief resurfaced from out of the long forgotten past that madness of the mind was caused by evil spirits that took over one's mind. Even though this seemed like an unlikely cause, but it had a good side to it because now there was something or someone that was causing this madness of a mind. And those bad guys could be expelled by what was called trepanning, which is the drilling of holes in the skull and believing that the bad stuff now had a doorway to leave the brain and the mind would get well again. But this healing embraced a concept, an idea that this something that was behind the madness of the mind was of a divine nature and was the result of punishment or because of the desire of the divine spirit to possess 
the mind of a human. So from this viewpoint, a healing would be found in what is called exorcism, or casting out of the bad spirit. And this form of medicine and treatment would be administered by a minister of the faith community. But throughout time and the centuries to follow, no answers to the problem or the problems of the mind came. So man in his great wisdom could not solve this problem or even find the cause of these mental health problems of society. So in the 17th century came the creation of prisons that became the warehouses for society with mental health problems. If one had money, the family would send the person away to hide them from the community. But if one had no money, lunatic asylums were built to warehouse people for there was no treatment that worked. Oh, the medical community tried so many treatments that included things like immobilizing the body in many different ways, spinning people in chairs, inducing vomiting and releasing other bodily fluids. Drugs came into the treatment to keep people quiet and peaceful. Then came the lobotomies, which were done up through the nasal passages to destroy the frontal lobe, part of the brain, to bring about a mind that had no emotions, no feelings of anything. Hippocrates believed that the brain of man was troubled and sorrowful, but now the medical community just ruined the brain by any means possible to stop the mental issues that seemed to have no cause, no treatment to solve the problem. Now moving forward in time again, Dr. Sigmund Freud, known as the father of modern psychiatry and psychology, knew that the pharaoh Akhenaten, previously Amenhotep, added a component unknown previously in spiritual religious beliefs, the doctrine of a universal God, the quality of thus exclusiveness. Dr. Freud began to bring in science into the mix of trying to solve the problems of humanity, such as the problems women were having, sexual problems and dream interpretations. But Dr. Freud believed there was a deep, complex, subconscious mind hiding deep in the conscious mind, out of sight, beneath the conscious mind of every human. Dr. Freud believed that he could learn more if the troubled person would talk and talk. Then during this time, more drugs became available to use that were believed to rebalance the chemicals of the mind and thus cause the mind to come into balance. Coming forward into the modern time, more talk therapies developed. Behavioral therapies came to the forefront to control and retrain the human brain. For it was widely believed that man was just only an animal and could be trained by pain, punishment, or pleasure to learn the desired behaviors society wanted, and therefore behavioral training therapies were developed. Then more science came forth, and the doctors and scientists could actually see the brain work through many different scans. Then the brain's genes and the genetic codes of the brain can be looked at and looked to see if the infected gene codes of the mental illness and disorders of the biological brain. So healing arts were created. Schools were developed and trained those who desired to help people with the brain disease. Yet through all these years of civilization, humanity seemed to be no closer 
to the answers of why and how to bring restoration and recovery to a brain or mind that is suffering and being vexed by some elusive illness and disorders that still continue to attack and do battle against humanity. This horror seems to ebb and flow, and yet it never is beaten or eradicated. So now let's look at another viewpoint that was a part of human civilization at one time and has been lost in the tombs of the ancient times and locked away and hidden from the world of today. Long ago, humanity believed that the ancient gods or a one supreme God of the unseen and seen worlds were a part of humanity's life on earth and were to help guide us, heal us, protect us, watch over us, bring their unseen rays of life to us, to touch us and bring us healing and restoration and recovery. Ancient cultures, and even many today, still believe this and seek out this all-supreme God or its servants during times of sickness, illness, famine, war, for peace from all enemies, for balance, and finally for help to be reborn into another life form after death. Yet at the same time, man tried to solve its problems of illness, sickness, and diseases with cures from nature, for there was a belief that sickness and disease was not only a biological problem, but a spiritual one, and they both needed to be applied from the appropriate sources to bring the health and wellness that humans desire. To help humanity from a spiritual side, with spiritual help, one had to go to be trained and educated as a professional that could provide this deep, unseen spiritual care for one's eternal being, the spirit. So priests were the first doctors of the spiritual care for humanity. The ones who were spiritually studied and educated in the spiritual realm of its gods of healing, restoration, recovery. The priests knew that most of the sicknesses and diseases of humanity were based in the spiritual realm and needed the appropriate spiritual treat to heal the sicknesses and disease. Ancient humanity included a higher power and its benefits into their lives. The priests, who would now be called pastors or shepherds of people, are supposed to be as the ancients were educated and learned in the spiritual realm and the benefits of spiritually being in connection to a spiritual God being and he would speak to the priest, the pastor, the spiritual cause for the sickness, the disease, the illness and the treatment needed to heal all three parts of a human. In many cultures, these spiritual healers are still accepted and sought out. But in other cultures of the Western world that prides itself on science and technology, these humans do not include spirituality and its spiritual care into the team of professionals who are seeking to diagnose, treat, and cure, heal those who have been abused in childhood from any kind of abuse or trauma. Most of modern healing professions have taken the higher power out of their team of acceptable professionals to help people with mental health and substance abuse illnesses, diseases, and trauma-related disorders. Modern healthcare professionals do not believe that spiritual care 
and its spiritual area of expertise has any place in helping you. Science and biology seems to rule the diagnosis, treatment, and support for those who have experienced a childhood abuse of any kind or a trauma from being a first responder or from being in battles and war or from just living in a toxic family or neighborhood and spiritual care has no place and no role in the restoration, recovery, and healing. Of humanity, even during the long hours of the dark night, when the spirit seems alone, yet dark visions of the night seem to be real and scary. Attacks occur, feelings of sexual rape, being taken out of one's body, flying and running, being attacked by night creatures. Fear of death and smells of sulfur exist, but only in the nightmares and dreams. Flashbacks come with the memories of trauma, personality change, and time is lost. Spiritual care is left out, not a part of this healing and recovery. Modern healthcare professionals and insurance companies have dominated and controlled what they consider to be the appropriate ones to diagnose and provide treatment of mental health illness and diseases to humanity. But spiritual care for the spirit is not a part of the helping professions that can provide a level of healing that only it can to the hidden spirit. And it is not able to be accomplished by those who only treat the soul and the physical body of humanity. This article is hoped to begin presenting to you, the reader, with some concepts that you need to explore deeper, discuss with others, and do research on for yourself. One needs to begin conversations about this topic, talk with healthcare professionals, and ask them questions about this concept of spiritual care as an equal partner with them in treating the whole person. Spiritual care needs to become an equal partner along with all the other healing professions and be seen as an educated and highly trained professional spiritual care ministers of all faiths to provide spiritual care healing and ministry to the deeply hidden part of humanity, the spirit, who is the real eternal self that everyone needs to discover that it also has been abused in every way just as the physical body and the soul have been in child. Ask yourself a few questions and who would be the helping professional who you could talk to about this. 1. Leaving one's body, separate, disassociating from oneself and one's physical body even now. 2. Do you believe you may be many others yet one? 3. Do you have night dreams? experiences, attacks, sexual experiences while you sleep. Four, have you had near-death experiences? Five, do you hear voices of others, other things, ugly voices, voices that tell you to do things you do not want to do? Six, do you see things that others do not see? Do you feel like you are flying? Seven, did you know that we have open doors to the occult witchcraft, voodoo, the spiritual realm from our ancient, long-forgotten ancestors. 8. Are you aware of the ancient worms of curses and sickness that have been set against your life from the long-forgotten past of your ancestors? 9. Participated in any occult activities, drugs, learned, astrotrap, have witchcraft or new age in the ancestors? 
of your life. 10. Do sickness and illnesses run in the family? 11. Had any trauma in the womb, in childhood, through drugs and alcohol, through domestic violence, sexual assault, fear and bullying, a toxic home life, war and battle, being a first responders, being a law enforcement officer, correctional officer, in one's family of origin, in prison, in gangs, in cults? What was your ancient ancestor's spiritual role? in humanity. These are just a few questions to ask yourself about yourself that is hidden to help you discover you have a spirit and the real you is a spirit that lives in a hidden realm, the realm of the spirit and it too needs to be healed, restored and recovered from the abuse and trauma of child. This article is to get you to begin to explore this concept for yourself. Most of the professional helpers in the areas of helping you to be restored, recovered and healed from these horrible traumas and abuse of early childhood do not believe nor want to talk about this area of spiritual care for they are dependent on their belief and education and training. Mental health illness is a biological disease and illness that if they can get the brain fixed, a biological part of the physical body, then the brain can recover and learn and stabilize itself to be able to live in society, to go to work, have relationships without any troubles. In that world of mental health professions, they believe as long as you can go to work and hold the right job, have somewhat normal family relationships, do no crimes, and follow the law, you are not mentally ill. This article is to ask you very important questions. Has humanity descended away from the need and assistance of a higher power to help one be healed, restored, and recovered from any childhood abuse or trauma? Or has humanity ascended into the realm where a higher power is not needed for healing from sickness and disease and trauma, which are only the results of a biological disorder, a chemical imbalance in a brain, the effects of thoughts, and ideas of the soul. It is hoped that this article will bring much to the forefront for discussion, to research, to think about, and eventually find the answers to the questions that have been presented in this article. There is a wise old saying of the days of long lost times. It says that people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, truth, and because of this, the children also will be lacking in knowledge and be destroyed. Begin to ponder the role of spiritual care for your precious spirit, the real you, and know that there are some out here that can help bring healing, wholeness, restoration, and recovery to that part of you, the eternal you, the spiritual being hidden beneath the veil of flesh of the soul, living in the physical body of dirt on the earth. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.